sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Okay, a 3-0 start up to number five in the country. Io playing like a first-rounder. Adam Miller playing like a freshman of the year. But there's another player who caught Scott Ritchie's eye. And it was DeMonte Williams. And you can't deny he had an impact on that 3-0 start. All right, Richie will break down the quick start. He'll look ahead to Baylor and talk about a game this Saturday that who knows when it will be and who it will be. All in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Good Monday morning, Scott Ritchie. Big news already. Illinois up to number five in the AP poll, and there's some recruiting news too. Yeah, so it's a uh, combination good slash bad news morning. Um, Illinois is now a top five team, and uh, Mm -hmm. more circumstance than maybe any of their wins last week dictating they jump from number eight to number five. it's the fact that uh, let's see, Villanova lost. Yep. Virginia lost. Yep. Kansas lost. Yep. So there was a little reshuffling at the top, and Illinois now number five in the country, and this is the first time they've been that high in the top five since um, you guessed it, the two thousand four oh five season. Hmm. Um, and it sets up a top five matchup. This week in Indianapolis on Wednesday, um, Illinois will play number two, Baylor. So it's two versus five. And Gonzaga is also playing West Virginia. So that's number one versus number 11. And this year, the Jimmy V Classic uh, is the better draw than the Champions Classic. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, basketball beat writer, AP Top 25 voter. I'm Jim Rosso, former basketball beat writer, now vice president of news here at the News Gazette. Glad to spend my Monday mornings with the young Eurekian. I'm not sure that's exactly. You're still young. Oh, I don't know if any of those right. are accurate. Yeah, youngish. 
All right. Um, well, and I guess we we did discuss yeah. the good news, the bad news. Um, another recruiting miss in the 2021 class for Illinois. Um, this one stings, I think, as much or maybe more than the rest of them yeah. over the last few months. Uh, Mac Etienne, four-star center, uh, committed to UCLA, so that's over. Whatevs. Well, see, the thing is. UCLA ranked in the top five, are they? No, and in fact, okay. did they They might have dropped out of the top 25 entirely because um, they did lose their opening game to San Diego State. And yeah, UCLA's UCLA is the Michigan of Michigan football of college basketball. Used to be great. Now just, just can't get sort there. Of hangs no matter around. who they hire. Well, I mean, no Mick Cronin's only had the job for like a year and a couple months. I know. I'm just saying, it just doesn't feel and like I, they'll but, ever come back. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, Mick Cronin was maybe like the eighth guy <laughs> UCLA wanted. That was a, an odd coaching hire. But yeah, it'll, I mean, Mac Etienne committing to UCLA stings because there's no guarantee like Kofi Coburn's going to be around again mm-hmm. next year. And the options behind him at center are not the options that would keep Illinois in the top five. Two words for you, smart Alec: grad transfer. Or since basically it's going to be a free-for-all with transfers this coming offseason, um, could be anyone. It right. doesn't have to be a grad This transfer. is not the year to panic about recruiting misses, I would argue. Yeah, I mean, this just with transfers, there's A, no guarantee you're going to get who you want. You know, the top, I mean, just like recruiting, because um, I mean, this will just give me a different wave of recruiting in the spring. And two, like, transfers don't always work. I mean, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're just meh. Like, it's just maybe, you know, just not a great fit. And when you're, Trying when you when you have to add a piece, and I don't want to say there's you know, going to be desperation to add a center, but you know, desperation adjacency at least. Um, maybe you take a a swing on somebody that's maybe not the right guy because you need somebody, and that hurts you more than if you just would have stood pat. So we'll see. Um, but there's no one left in like the high school recruiting world at least on Illinois' board in terms of being a potential fill-in should Kofi Coburn leave. All right, enough of that stuff. I'm talking – I'm staying in the present here, Scott Ridge. I'm not looking ahead like a coach. I'm not looking next year. I'm looking this year. First of all, you, Homer, where'd you have Illinois in your top 25? And that's the first <laughs> time I've ever called you that. Yeah. Jokingly, um, of course. Well, maybe. You had him five last week. I did so and we're this year, this week, three. All right. I mean, All right. and again, mostly circumstance. I don't know that you know at the end of the year they're going to be the number three team in the country. But right now, based on the results of games that have happened, and more so the fact that Virginia, Villanova, Kansas all lost. Mm-hmm. For me, mostly just Villanova and Virginia. Um, who I had in the top five? Illinois moves up, and that's just that's the way it works. Hey, they're not too far off from being number one in the country, in my mind. It will win on Wednesday night in Indianapolis would be a good first step. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: where I mean, it's easy to draw parallels to 0405 just because mm-hmm. this is the most hype season since then. But in that year, uh, 
the 2004 05 I beat three low slash mid major teams at home. Not in three days, but in a pretty short time frame. And then there was a, a neutral site game in there against Gonzaga. This was kind of pre Gonzaga being what they are now. And then it was the Wake Forest game. Wake Forest was number one. And uh, Illinois obviously won and then was ranked number one the entire season, 15 straight weeks. This year's schedule sort of, sort of shapes up similarly. Three games against low slash major teams at home. And it's not a home game against Baylor, but it's a top five matchup that, I mean, if Illinois wins on Wednesday, that solidifies them as a legit national title contender. I mean, they're there in the conversation now, obviously, but beating Baylor on a neutral site, that would be rather significant. Every place is a neutral site this year, in my mind. All right? I mean, kind of. Home court advantages. Rims, do they really make a difference? Not was, well, some rims. I don't know, some rims are softer. Some are like the playground at Clark Park. Yeah, where you're just lucky if it right. goes in. Um, yeah, no, it, it depends on okay. what your soundtrack is for the pumped-in crowd noise. El Noise was not great. They fixed it. Mm-hmm. Last week, um, but I don't know. It's this is a fairly notable game. It might just be the second week of the season, but we will know more about this Illinois team after Wednesday night's game than we really figured out in the first three games. Of the season. All right, Scott Ritchie, I'm here to say you did a good job last week, in all things considered. And it, it sometimes stings me to say that. <laughs> hey, you covered the the heck out of the team. It was great stuff. B, you came up with a list that I read on Sunday. That's, I guess, All right. the first positive a, C, you got Trent Meacham on the horn. You know I'm a big fan of Trent Meacham, even though he went to Centennial. I guess not everybody's perfect. No. I of course. He, I, I mean, think he got turned down from Central. You're the one in the in the podcast booth with the Champaign High School ties. I don't care where you go to high school. Right. I just I can't. I can't acknowledge that, but he was a charger, a darn good charger. Yeah, he was pretty that. good. And as I've told you many times, his father is the real player in the family, Stu Meacham, who had, uh, older than me can still lock down probably a Division One guard. <laughs> Lots of talent in the Meacham family. Yes. And don't get me started about his sisters. They can ball too. Anyway, uh, you had Illinois 3. In your, I watched a lot of college basketball last week. I thought you'd congratulate me. So I kind of have a feel of what I'm talking about this week. Okay. Okay, Rutgers still no good. Please, convince me otherwise. Where well, are they in your top 25? Like 10? 24. I moved them up one spot because I had to sneak in St. Louis into... Big win for the Billikens. Yeah. They beat they beat LSU, who was in my top twenty five last or in the preseason poll, and obviously is no longer. Um, but Rutgers, I mean, they played three okay, all right, mid low majors, and they took care of business. There you go. All right, Ron Harper Jr. Shout out. My weekly love affair with the Indiana Hoosiers is still strong. I mean, they played what the one game. Right, they look good. Trace Jackson Davis did look good. Yeah, he scored like fifty. Didn't he had twenty six? Okay. Felt like 50. I mean, but, 
I think he's taken. Oh, he's he's the team this year. Okay. Like they will go as far as he takes them. I apologize to Michigan State for doubting them. They went on like a fifty to nothing run against Notre Dame. Played really well. Okay, so they might be better than I thought. Well, that it's the Izzo factor. Like, just don't sleep on a Tom Izzo coach team. You all right with Juwan Howard yelling at Isaiah Livers? Well, I think it was Isaiah Livers that like yelled at him first. Okay. There's a little tension there between right. player and coach. Um, well, they weren't playing great basketball right against Oakland, and it you know, took them overtime to beat Oakland. I dropped Michigan out. Okay. I mean, they won both their games, but I just thought there was teams, other teams that had better wins, wins against top 25 teams that I had to get in the poll. Okay. And I had Michigan low. And, you know, they were 24th, I think, last week for me. Um, Ohio State looks like Butler. That's I'm just – well. There, I mean, there it is. Chris Holtman came from Butler. So. Uh, exactly. That's why I'm making the comparison. They just – they're hard scrabble. Yeah, I mean, they not don't – Not a lot of talent. They don't have, like, a star – on that team. Although, I'm curious. Seth Towns, who is a grad transfer from Harvard, um, he is apparently close to returning. He's missed the last two years with with injuries. Um, I'm curious to see what he does because he had everybody want, I mean, wanted him in the, when he was transferring this offseason. Like Duke wanted him. Kansas wanted him. Right. But he's from Columbus, went back home, played for Ohio State. I'm curious to see what, what he brings to the table. Because he could be really good, but he hasn't played in, like, probably two and a half years. All right, Iowa went nuts. Luka Garza scored, like, 100. He had 41. Okay. Missed one shot. It was against Southern, but, you know, he should dominate a game like that, and he did. All right, that's those were my takeaways. Kentucky looked bad. Well, well, I mean, who's this Richmond coach who I saw interviewed afterward? And during the interview, it struck me as this dude has a big job waiting for him. Just the way he came across in the interview and how he conducted himself after taking the Wildcats to the woodshed. I mean, they didn't just eke by Kentucky right. either. Like, they Spiders. beat them. I like him. Anyway, that guy's. Richmond coach, Chris Mooney. Um, he's, uh, he's headed to the Big Ten. Well, here's the thing. Like, he's coached at Richmond since 2006, mm-hmm. and it's been... Maybe he likes Richmond. He's been a little up and down All right. in terms of wins and losses. Last year, they went 24-7. and seven. The two years before that, they won 13 and 12 games, and I saw... I think this was brought back up, but like someone bought a billboard in Richmond. To the, what, the one next to the Rural King? Uh, maybe. Haven't been to Richmond, Virginia, but they bought a billboard or bought space on a billboard with like hashtag fire Chris Mooney. All right. Well, so, they're wrong. He just beat Kentucky. So right. Uh, is it hashtag keep Chris Mooney now? Well, we'll see, but like he. Okay. Who's the. I don't know if he's had a chance to like really jump to. Oh, it's coming. The, I mean, when he did, it was after. I mean, Richmond made the Sweet 16 in 2011. That was probably his opportunity to jump and he didn't so who's the huge guy in purdue the the new huge guy yes. uh zach eddie Eddie. i'm not sure how to pronounce his last okay. name but like was originally a 2021 recruit but reclassified um seven four 285 pounds don't know how chris painter keeps getting these guys okay. but and we're talking 
when he reclassified in the 24-7 sports composite rankings, he was the number 429 recruit. <laughs> so, and then all he did was average 18 and 8, 18 points, 8 rebounds, blocked a bunch of shots. And it wasn't, I mean, it was against decent competition, too. I mean, so that's just Matt Painter being Matt Painter. Just finds another giant. And it was, it was like, he just looks, I mean, he is so much bigger than everyone else on the court, but it's uncomfortable to watch him play sometimes. It's like, he's a giant human being. All right, that's a little different, I would say, than the 2005 run is that you're probably going to, see a few tougher Big Ten challenges than you did back 15 years ago. So, anyway, B- Big Ten's good. Yes, inconsistent. Yes, so uh, so are a lot of teams. Hey, we got questions this week. Thank you, Craig. Long-time Craig time reader. B. Long-time reader. Coming through. And uh, Endless you time. edited his questions because the first batch was – Hey, you gave Illinois a C plus against Ohio. What in the world are you thinking? Basically, let me, let me paraphrase. <laughs> uh, First, you rank Illinois higher than the polls. Then you give them a good grade. Somewhere in the WHMS booth, Mike Hale is fainting right now because he's always critical of your your grading. Like see, Richie's too tough. So it was a C plus. That, I think that was too kind. Yes. And Craig's, well, see, here's the thing. I don't consider a C-plus a good grade. Um, I don't, <laughs> so, not, not to too. Oh, you got by through at EIU, wasn't it? Uh, is what your mom tells me? Excuse me. Not to toot my own horn, but here I am going to toot it. Uh, I, I, got like, I got a single B in high school, and I think <laughs> two or three in college. So, if you don't get an A, like that's, you're not yeah. trying. C-plus would devastate me. All right. Well, that didn't make the uh, – that was on the cutting room floor, that question. Well, I, I sent – I emailed Craig back and explained my thinking there. Try that. Also, it's the Io DeSumo factor. He's going to smash your curve everywhere you go. Okay. He elevates the grades and elevates the Illini. All right. Well, thank you for Craig uh, – thank you for these questions, Craig. They're good ones. I'm going to mix them up in order, though. Adam Miller, a pro. Maybe. And here's his question, I should say. Is it better than 50-50 that he goes pro next spring after his pretty solid start? Yeah. I don't know if it's better than 50-50, but it's not off the table. And you know, I think back to you know, Jonathan Giveney from ESPN does a lot of their you know, draft rankings, mock drafts, their you know, pre-draft coverage. Follows essentially everything draft related all year long. Had an early, early mock draft, or at least a, a big board sort of for the 2021 this summer. Adam Miller was on it. Hmm. He was not. Now there's a newly updated mock draft, all 60 picks up on ESPN now, uh, and Adam Miller's not on it. But that happened before he scored 28 points in his opener, made six of eight threes, continued that really high level of play. Chicago State, and then even against Ohio, wasn't knocking down shots, still found a way to produce. He plays like that or close approximation of that this season on a consistent basis. I would not be surprised to see him at least test the NBA draft waters. Are you surprised how well he played? Did you expect 
that kind of I didn't expect him to score 28 points in his first game, regardless of the opponent. Um, We knew he could shoot it, and I mean, North Carolina and T really decided not to cover him at times from the three-point line, which after the first three threes, you'd think, hey, maybe we should guard this guy. But I was probably as impressed with him against Ohio because he attacked the basket more when his shot wasn't falling, which you'd like to see guys do. And he you know, found a way. Um, yeah, I was may call it a, a pleasant surprise just in terms of okay. – because I mean, I expected him to be pretty good this year, but he set the bar awfully high in those first three games. Great to see. Another question uh, regarding spring recruiting. Uh, here's the question. Assuming that the team finishes with a Sweet 16 appearance. Um, I assume that Underwood and staff will reload with some softs and juniors because of the lack of 2021 signings and the one-time transfer rule likelihood. What are the chances that Trent comes back for a fifth year? There's the question. Probably not great, and here's why. I mean, he's... I don't consider Trent Frazier necessarily an NBA prospect, but someone will pay him to play basketball next year. And he'll have his degree. This Illinois team, I mean, is set up to have a successful season, so it's not like he's going to be going out on a, a low note, most likely. Um, and if you have the opportunity to get paid for what you love to do, I think you take it. But I guess... This is a crazy time in sports, so anything could happen. All right. I, I I imagine he'll you know, move on and probably sign somewhere in Europe and start making some money. How many career records are gonna fall around the country due to this <laughs> weird, weird how many old timers are getting really mad? Like, hey, what's yeah. up with this? Well, because I mean if Trent comes back, like Corey Bradford's career three point record is gone. Um Asterix. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And I... You don't know how many guys will actually come back for a fifth year, given the opportunity, or a sixth year in some cases. Or, I mean, I guess technically Tyler Underwood could come back for a seventh year if he wanted to. Um, I mean, why not? Get a third Masters. Um, but that's there's also you know the the side of it where at some point things will sort of regulate back to the norm where you can't have sixteen seventeen scholarship players on roster like the NCAA will okay. get things back to normal within a, a couple of years. It would be my be my guess all right uh, a bench question from craig v he's worried as bad as uh maybe georgie looked yeah it's uh, some of the injuries what's up with the bench do you need a bench can you get by with six well i think i mean the in a normal year sure but with the uncertainties of like 
if you have a guy go off into quarantine for three weeks in the Big Ten, like you're gonna need somebody to step up into, you know, play. And the bench. I mean, the bench looked okay against North Carolina A&T and Chicago State, which I don't know if is a ringing endorsement. Um, but Georgia was not great against Ohio. And you know, DeMonte Williams can guard fours. He's obviously physical enough. Got like an almost seven-foot wingspan. But Ohio kind of exploited the, that matchup with you know Ben Vanderplas on him all game. And did the same. I mean, either posted him up on Demonte or pulled Georgie out of the paint to the three point line. Uh, it's a case where I think Illinois would like Benjamin Bosman's Verdunk to be healthy, and maybe I mean, I don't have a real good idea of like what he can do because he played nine games last year, didn't play basketball in the U.S. before that. He looks the part of what you want at the four. If he plays like that, then I think that could be a huge add when he is healthy and should be back. This is the last day of November. He should be back at some point in December. And, you know, this week before the, or last week, excuse me, before the games, like he was getting in some workouts, running sprints, you know, which is a good sign with a foot injury. And he, he was moving well. So I have to think he's getting closer to being back. If he can play like, if he can play the part, since he looks the part, I think that would be huge for Illinois because there's a question mark, I think, you know, after you get past the the starting five plus Andre Curbelo. And there's a, little, a few question marks with him too, but just because he's a freshman. All right, since no fans could go to the games uh, last week, take us inside State Farm Center. Come on, give me some specifics. Give me some weird stuff that happened. I mean, the weirdest thing was the pumped-in crowd noise. And there were apparently, like, a couple different loops that they had. One was very short. It was, like, five seconds. It had some, it sounded like a carnival horn. Um, whoever was running the sound was basically engaging in sonic warfare against everyone else in the arena. Like, it was torture. Okay. And I, I think, just shut it off. You don't need the crowd noise. It was more fun to hear what was happening on the court. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, even better at home. Because I, I watched several college basketball games last week as well. And I enjoyed the maybe unedited moments between the players. Um, yeah, it was it was empty. And it's a different feeling, it was for me, than like, say, football games because like you're in the press box you're sort of isolated anyway mm. this you're just you're in an empty arena and it's such a different feeling than like the end of last year it was a sellout every game like what last five games were sellouts now there's nobody there and it's it's kind of strange okay yeah, i love the move of having the families introduce the starters on thanksgiving yeah that was really cool that was cool and, smart I mean, folks like Kofi had like fifteen people from Jamaica, you know, mm-hmm. weighing in to introduce him, which was it was just really neat. I was gonna try that this week here in the podcast booth. You know, a bunch of you know farmers from Eureka, uh, saying, "Go get him, Scotty." Okay, 
but they're all still out in the field, apparently, because no one answered my call at the Casey's. Well, or they saw it was you and screened your call. Who would introduce you if not Robin? I don't know. Do you have any friends? <laughs> I used to. I haven't seen any of them in forever. Does anybody like you in Eureka? In Eureka? Is there a gas station in, in Eureka? Like, yes? Yeah, there's That's a serious question. All right. And uh, like a BP and a Hux. Man. Hotel? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I got to get there sometime. I guess. We got to take this podcast on the road and... There's, I mean, there's a college in Eureka, Eureka College. Right. Can't wait to visit. The university home of Ronald Reagan. Right. I've seen that sign. We have a piece of the Berlin Wall. It's great. The Reagan Center. All right, Scott Ritchie is going to Indianapolis on uh, Wednesday. You can read about it in your Thursday print edition if, you want, if you're into that type of thing. We're going to wait late. Then I, I imagine bonus coverage online at Alana HQ as well. Love that stuff. Uh, they beat Baylor, Scotty, real quick. I say yes. I mean, I think they can. I mean, it's going to – I don't know how you pick that game because you look at it, Illinois got an All-American, and I would assume Baylor has an All-American in Jared, Jared Butler. Although I don't know that Butler will spend a lot of time guarding – Io, because um, Baylor has arguably one of the best defenders in the country, and Mark Vital, six five, two fifty. He's built like a tank, um, and he doesn't. I mean, he's like their Demonte Williams. Does not score a ton. Literally does everything else. You know, in their opener against Louisiana, you know, he had just five. Or oh, excuse me, I guess it's in their second game against Washington. He had eight points, but 15 rebounds, four assists, and three blocks. So he's really good. You know, that backcourt for Baylor is interesting as well. Like They have the backcourt depth to match Illinois for sure between Jared Butler, Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell, and then Adam Flagler. It's one of their sit-out transfers that's now eligible. He's their third-leading scorer already, like, it's a legit team. I mean, obviously, they're number two in the country. And it should be a terrific matchup. Can't wait. Uh, my turn for a question before you get out of here, before you skedaddle. Uh, each week we'll be asking Scott Ritchie for his power poll, his Illinois basketball player power poll. Top three players, rank them one through three. Who are they after three games? Well, one is Pretty clear. Don't you get smart with me. Just, I mean, you just make the power poll and announce it uh, without opinions. I thought you wanted like, not my now, opinion. Not this very instance. Okay. Well, I would assume it was number one. Okay. Duh. <laughs> yeah, see, that was unnecessary. <laughs> uh, number two, I think you have to have to go with Adam Miller. Hmm. And the third spot is where I'm tempted to throw a curveball. Because I think most people would say Kofi Coburn. And they wouldn't be wrong. But I'm tempted to say DeMonte Williams. Well, you got to say it or you don't. I think I'm going to say DeMonte Williams. Okay. He's knocking down threes. He's, I mean, 
according to Brad Underwood, was the MVP of the Ohio game because he was about the only guy other than Iowa maybe that was providing any type of energy or maybe desire to win you know, for a good chunk of that game. And, I mean, Kofi had three double-doubles. Was productive. But in games where, I mean, he had a size and strength and physicality advantage huge in all three of those games. Like, the one thing that held him back last year was struggled with a little bit last week and just catching the ball. Because if he can just have better handle on that, not have to you know, put the ball on the floor because you know you didn't quite get it, you know that on the entry pass, like who's going to stop him in the post? The answer is very few people. All right, there you go. We'll update this list every uh, week. Feel free to email Scott Ritchie. Tell him how wrong he is about a, a variety of things. I do it pretty much every morning. Yeah, I mean, I or right by him. I mean, or if you just want to say, "Hey, Scott, you were right." Like, I don't mind those emails. Okay, I've gotten very few of them in the last six years. All right, I save those. I I don't save the rest of them. Hey, every morning, IlliniHQ.com. Richie, for now, what like two and a half years, has been. Yeah, no, it's right. been a while. Doing college basketball every morning, even in like June. All right, yeah, so follow I can tell along. You, in June, it's a little tougher. <laughs> Great stuff today on Adam Miller. Is that right? I, yep. I can't remember what I wrote, read, but and, uh, uh, tomorrow's will be sort of. I think every Tuesday morning will be kind of just a look at the AP Top Twenty Five mm, since Elmay's going to be it. involved and yeah. just some interesting things I pulled from you know, other voters across. You the country. know, I'm infatuated. With the AP Top 25. This much is true. All right. Pack your bags, Richie. Off to Indianapolis on a Wednesday. Then there's a game on Saturday night. Is that right, too? Do I know this? Well, there's a game on Saturday. Okay. Uh, opponent to be announced. Game time also to be announced as of hmm. late Monday morning. Um, okay. I think there's an idea of who they will play. Uh, contracts have not been signed yet. Um and, I mean, I, I'm sort of hoping that they kind of did a 180 and scheduled Notre Dame instead because be cool. Mike Bray took to Twitter Saw that. trying to find an opponent for this weekend. So it would be a go. good game to schedule. That would be great. Whoever they play, follow along with uh, Richie. Uh, we will see you next Monday, Scotty. Bye. <laughs>